The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. We're joined by the one and only David McWilliams. David, good morning. Anton, how are you? You sound in flying form now. I am all the better for talking to you. And I want to get your, you put your, your big fancy economics hat on in a second about a corporation tax and all that kind of fancy stuff. Before that, though, the question I have never been able to, had the opportunity to ask you is, what went through your mind when you thought you could turn, now you did it successfully, but what went through your mind when you thought you could turn economics into a festival? Ah, that's a very strange question. And it's very, very difficult. I mean, the, I, like it's, it's a mad notion. Me. It's a mad, mad notion. And now Kilconomics, I was told last week, is the biggest economics festival in the world. Not in Ireland, not in Kilkenny, in the world, in terms of how many people turn up, probably about 11,000 tickets. So it's it's kind of mental. And you get amazing you know, speakers. Are... I mean, I've spoken to you before about your pal, um, Nicholas Nassim Taleb, the author of uh, yes, Black Swan, yes. Fooled by Randomness. He's a, a brilliant speaker in terms of probability and economics and is a, a, a visitor to the festival, and but one of many. Yeah, no, I mean, what what, we've, what I've always thought, and I think, you know, if people who know me, I've always thought that economics is, you know, is far too important to be left simply to academia and to the sort of very, very stultifying way that certain people talk about it. Because I've just listened to your 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 last speaker there talking about wills and debts and legacies and money and all those sort of things. I mean, this is the stuff of people's everyday lives, right? So economics is really only the business of people's everyday lives. What we do in the morning, what we do in the afternoon, whether we buy, whether we sell, whether we work, whether we save, whether we invest, whether we spend, whether we go, all those decisions, that's just us. Okay. Now, and I've always thought that, you know, if you add comedy to the mix, because co- what comedy does is comedians give everybody the permission to ask questions, to get involved, they deploy humor, and more importantly, Anton, in terms of communication, what economists can do is mangle the English language. And what comedians do is sort them out and make sure they speak the language of the people. Okay. Now, I'm not going to have you at my disposal and and not get your analysis. Before that, uh, there are a couple of um, tickets available for very few uh, gigs left uh, in and around the festival. Um, Four Big Ideas to Change Ireland tomorrow at the Set Theatre. Uh, the world in 2023. Reasons to be cheerful. The positive economist. Always, in, in always have those ones. Yeah. So no, we're, we're we're basically we have uh, events on from half eleven this morning in Kilkenny. Look at kilkenomics.com. There are events on politics, strategy, Gaza, money, budgets, basically the whole gamut of economics. So right. if you really want to get your head around economics, just come down for a day trip down down to Kilkenny. Uh, for today and tomorrow. There's still a couple of hotel rooms left in Kilkenny. I've been told by uh, the Kilkenny Tourist Board this morning. So again, if you're if you're in the vicinity, drop in for the day, a little day trip. And if you want to schlep down, uh, just come down for the weekend. Now, you mentioned money and budget. I, I listened to you do an analysis a while ago that turned out to be prescient, where you said post-COVID, where... I'm paraphrasing, but we're fattened with cash like foie gras geese and we're going to spend it all on luxury brands. That happened. We saw a big giant spike in inflation. Then central banks started to clamp down on it. And now we look into the appalling vista of a contraction in our corporation tax receipts and the IMF warning that we could be facing considerable external risks. Is there a cold wind about to blow? Well, I think, I mean, it's very, very clear that the major external risk, Anton, is geopolitical. Nobody really knows how 
the situation between Gaza, the Palestinians and Israel is going to unfold. But what we do know is wars are never positive for the economy. That's what we know. And the fact that there is a potential of this war spreading would put everybody on the alert. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, the the receipts from corporation tax are kind of bouncing around quite a bit. Again, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think that what tends to happen because news is so obsessed with the, the news of the week, right? If you look at over time, if you actually stand back, take a wee bit of altitude, what you see is the corporation taxes rates and the corporation tax returns are really very, very healthy. Now, should you be worried if they jump around? Yeah, but I don't think it's any cause for anything other than just noting it. You don't have to change direction. The thing about Ireland is the Irish economy has defied expectations for at least the last 20 years on the upside and the downside. This is what we should appreciate, that this is an economy that doesn't behave like other economies. When things are going well, things go very, very well. When things are going bad, things go very, very badly. There's but it no looks sort like of, things are going to go bad, David. This is now frightening me. Well, again, again, look look at where we are in terms of unemployment. Very, very low. The amount of people working in the economy has never, ever been higher, right? So these are fundamental factors that are actually quite, quite supportive. My sense is that what we have, and this is the biggest change, you mentioned the pandemic, is we have a change in the price of money. So in the pandemic, interest rates were at zero. Now, just to give people a sense of that, that is a 5,000-year low. Interest rates have never been at zero, right? So since we know records of interest rates, which, believe it or not, goes back to 3,000 BC, these are the lowest ever. Yeah, it's amazing. It goes back to the Sumerian civilization in Mesopotamia. We have cuneiform indications of the rate of interest, which was about 7%, believe it or not, about uh, 3,000 BC, so 5,000 years ago. But... We are now in an interest rate cycle which is rising. So interest rates have gone from zero to five. Now, what that means is that almost every investment decision taken in the last four years has to be torn up in terms of whether or not it makes sense. Because let's say, for example, in the property market, to take a a market that people understand and lots of people are involved in, either on a personal basis, on a housing basis, or even on a pension basis or whatever, right? Developments that were financed at zero become uneconomical at 5% interest rates. And the reason is the following. Typically, loads of these commercial developments, and they are really the leading indicators in, in Ireland, they, ha- they tend to be financed by three or five years, and then you roll over the finance, and you roll over the finance, which is a fancy word for mean you go and get a new loan every three or four years. Now, if you started a development with a loan at maybe zero interest rates or 1% interest rates, and now you've got to refinance at a five, suddenly the whole mathematics of the deal change profoundly. So what I would worry about, and again, if you walk around Dublin, you see a hell of a lot of shiny new glass and chrome offices, many of them empty. You have worked from home since the pandemic. Lots of people don't want to go back to the office and are not going back to the office. And those commercial properties I'm talking about Dublin, but you see it the same in Cork, you see it the same in Galway. Those commercial properties need to be filled and they need to be refinanced. So I think the real weakness in the economy is commercial property. I would be not surprised at all if we see a big, big drop in commercial property prices over the course of the next couple of years. And how that impacts is it impacts really on people's confidence. Now, I think, ironically, 
a fall in commercial property rise, prices is great. It's great for everybody, except for the people who own commercial property. Okay, and perfect. This is, what we have this is a huge, <laughs> nobody, there's, a, there's a huge amount of propaganda which goes through the, the newspapers because who are one of the biggest advertisers for newspapers and radio stations, right? Commercial property and banks, right? And they're, of course, constantly saying, oh, what we need is stable commercial property prices at high levels. But that only penalizes the rest of us. So I would be quite happy to see commercial property falling in value well, this, simply David, because the, the, the rents are too high in this country. It is so rare and wonderful for an economist to provide a high note that I'm going to cling to it to end on when it arises. <laughs> Always a pleasure to talk to you, David. And if you want to see uh, David and the entire festival of comedians and economists, it is on this weekend in Kilkenny. And as David said, there are still um, hotel rooms available if you want to make a weekend of it. So it is Kilkenomics. Lash that into Google and you can see which of the uh, events still have the the occasional seat uh, available if you wanted to go and attend. The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.